Hey everyone, this is Craig Ballantyne from TurbulenceTraining.com and TTFatLoss.com here with another seven-day fat-burning coaching call to help get you through the week and get you more results. For me, I'm off to Arizona this weekend. I was in Vegas last weekend, had some decent workouts at the Bellagio Hotel Gym. Now, the good things were that the dumbbells went up to 100 pounds. Uh, they had a couple of the cable trainers. The bad thing is that they didn't have a real squat rack. They only had the Smith machine. So that kind of got in my way a little bit. And on the Sunday evening, I was training, and a trainer who worked there recognized my name on the gym sign-in sheet. So we had a chat about the industry and boot camps and hardcore workouts. It was a good little chat, but it was the first time I had been recognized in a gym in all the travel workouts that I had done. And it wasn't recognized by face. I was recognized just by my name because he had seen me in the magazines. So that was pretty cool. And as I mentioned, this weekend I'm off to Arizona. I'm going out to some place in the desert to play with guns and fast cars, and that should clearly be a recipe for success, or at least some turbulence, I'm sure. So more about that next week when I get back. It's my first chance shooting a pistol. I'm a little more familiar with the shotgun, but we will see what happens. It should be a good time. All right, now let's help you lose fat by getting into this week's workout and nutrition and transformation tips. For Monday, October the 25th, the transformation tip of the week is it is often darkest just before the dawn. So a classic, classic quote. I don't know who to attribute that to, but the bottom line here is that if you are struggling, don't give up hope. Never, never give up looking for the answer. You've got to think, you've got to work, you've got to fight, but you can never give up. You uh, often are just around the corner from breaking through when it seems like it is the hardest. And one other quote that got a lot of great feedback on my Facebook page was this one from a guy named Stephen Pierce who said, the difference between what you were yesterday and what you will be tomorrow is what you do today. So no matter how dark or bleak things are, you can do something today to make things better and tomorrow will be better and the day after if you continue with that attitude. So let's look at this week's workout. Now, we're not going to look at a specific turbulence training program, but we are going to look at the personal workout that I am doing right now, a three-day program. And it starts with workout A. This is more of a strength building and muscle mass building workout. I'll try and give you some options for people that are not using these advanced exercises. But what I do is I start out with what's called a hang clean, which is an explosive Olympic lifting exercise to develop power, and it will build muscle pretty much in your traps is the main muscle that gets soreness and a stimulus for growth. After that, I move into what's called a trap bar deadlift. And a trap bar deadlift is a, it's a bar that's set up so you can stand in the middle of either a diamond shape or a square shape. And it's a little bit different than a regular deadlift and you will feel the emphasis more in your quadriceps because of the way the center of gravity has been shifted. Next, well, actually, sorry, I should say one thing is that in one week I'll do the trap bar deadlift, and in the next week I'm going to do a high repetition deadlift. So I'm going to alternate between the two so that um, my intensity levels get a break. So it's going to be really heavy one week, and then next week I'm going to come back with a high rep deadlift, which is two sets of 20 repetitions, using a weight of about 200 pounds for the 20 rep sets. And so that gives me a break, and you'll see when we get to the squat workout that I'm alternating between heavy deadlift one week and heavy squat the next week. After the trap bar deadlift or the high rep deadlift, I go into an exercise 
which is just heavy dumbbell rows, but they're popularized by a guy named Matt Krasinski or something. I can't really pronounce his name, but they're called croc rows. If you go on YouTube, you'll see this guy using like 300-pound dumbbells for rows. And so it's not necessarily the perfect form, but it is using a weight that you think you can only do a couple of times to get sets of six or eight or more. And so that's what I do. I really push myself on those rows. Now, if you're listening to this call and you're an intermediate beginner or even if you're an advanced person, uh, this is more of a do as I say, not as I do. So make sure you're always using perfect form. I know what I can get away with because I've been doing this for 20 years and uh, I've made some mistakes in the past, but I'm choosing that exercise and for a specific reason, to really build my strength. You can still get great body sculpting and fat burning without doing an exercise that pushes you to that level. After that, I finish off with a bodyweight or front-loaded Bulgarian split squat. So mostly because in this workout, it's been a lot of back, upper back, a little bit of lower body, and so I want to get some more lower body in there. And then finishing off with side planks, stability ball leg curls, and hanging knee raise for hamstrings and for the abdominals and endurance there. All right, so that's it for my first workout. And then I train again two days later and then again on the Friday. So the workouts are generally about 40 minutes, uh, but I usually spend about 15 minutes warming up. I've really got a, a long warm-up going these days. Just the regular stuff that you see in the terminal training programs with a little bit of extra stretching. All right, so let's do our research review for the week here on the Tuesday. It's from the Journal of Strength and Conditioning, and it's called The Effect of an Upper Body Agonist-Antagonist Resistance Training Protocol on Volume, Load, and Efficiency. And that simply means that they're studying supersets, which is what we use in the turbulence training programs. So these researchers were from the University of Sydney and the University of Newfoundland, so Australian and Canadian researchers, combining to do a comparison of supersets against traditional sets. So you know traditional sets, you go in, you do all your bench presses, then you go and move on to your next exercise. But in the paired sets or supersets, you'll do a bench press and a row paired together. So that's what they did. They had 16 men, and they put them in two, they had them do two different protocols where they did traditional sets of three sets of bench pull, so some type of rowing exercise, followed by three sets of bench press, and it took about 10 minutes. In the next one, they did paired sets, and they did three sets of bench pull and three sets of bench press performed in an alternating manner. So basically, they went bench pull, then bench press, bench pull, bench press, bench pull, bench press, whereas the other one did all the bench pulls, then all the bench presses. What they found was in both groups that fatigue caused a decrease in training volume, you know, the amount of weight they could push and pull per set between sets one and two. So your second set, you had significantly more fatigue, and between sets two and three, so you had significantly more fatigue between sets two and three. So not surprising there, but what they did find was that the volume load, so the weight by repetition scheme, they were able to do more with the paired set, so when they had that alternating uh, rest period, uh, alternating exercise, and so the data suggests that the paired superset training is more effective than traditional set training in terms of being able to do more volume, which is great for bodybuilders, and it's also great for fat burning and calorie burning. So basically, the most efficient way of training is the turbulence training method of paired supersets, non-competing exercises. So they, the, the researchers concluded that if you wish to maximize work completed per unit of time, you are advised to use paired set or superset training, as we call it.
All right, into Wednesday in our workout tip of the week. And it's simply a, a simple one here for people that want to do a little bit more training, a little bit more sculpting of their bodies in the turbulence training programs. And the tip is to do shoulders and arm exercises after your main turbulence training workout. So we get a lot of people who say, you know, I'm used to doing more shoulders and arms, and they do turbulence training, and the results are great, but they're just used to doing more shoulders and arms. So you can add in one shoulder exercise and then one tricep and one bicep exercise and do that in a giant circuit or do the shoulder exercise and then do a paired set, the superset of the arms. And you can do that at the end of your workout. So don't add an extra day. You want to give your muscles and your joints the days off that are planned. But if you want to add in five minutes at the end, that's fine. That's why we have the three-minute arms program. And I guess I'll have to make one up for shoulders, too. And now it's time to take a look at my Wednesday workout. So it starts with a prone stick-up. So I've been doing a lot of stick-ups and prone stick-ups. That's where your chest is on the bench and you're doing the stick-up motion. And it's really been beneficial for me for warm-ups. So I've added that in, um, in addition to all the other, you know, warm-up sets and bodyweight exercises. And then I've been uh, working my way back down to doing a one-arm push-up because I was able to do this years ago, back in 2007. And so I'm going to try and work my way up to doing those again. So right now I'm just doing them on an elevated box, so a very high box, about 35 inches. And so it's a, you know, it's... In between doing a push-up on a, with your hands on a bench and with your hands on the wall. And right now I'm just doing sets of five with my one arm and then five on the other arm, obviously. And then I do a superset, or sorry, a tri-set here of incline dumbbell presses with seated rows and rear deltoid raises. So that's three exercises there. Then I do two arm supersets just for some meathead stuff here. So the bodyweight tricep extension with the rings or blast straps or TRX equipment paired with dumbbell bicep curls, and then I do tricep press downs and easy bar reverse curls just because I'm training with a buddy on that workout, and we're just there to have fun. Sometimes you're just there to have fun. And it's not, we're doing uh, high reps and light weight, so it's going to be easy on our joints there. And he just likes to feel that way when he leaves the gym. He just likes to have more blood in his arms because he is an even bigger meathead than I am. All right, into Thursday. 30 minutes of fun activity, and we're going to take a look at our first Facebook question of the week, which is simply a combination of so many questions that I've received on Facebook over and over and over again, and it's this. Will program ABC or diet XYZ work for me? And the answer in almost every case is, you know what, I don't know for sure if it's going to work for you. A lot of stuff works. I believe a lot of diet works work. I believe you just have to match your personality with the diet because a lot of diets, like I said, work if you can commit to them. And so what I want you to do is try it for two weeks, then reevaluate. Treat your diet and workouts like a science experiment, always testing and tracking. And that's really the best answer I can give you when you ask me if something is going to work for you. So some people ask me, you know, will adding a post-workout shake at 9 p.m. if I train at 8 p.m.? Before I go to bed, is that going to harm me? The only answer I can give you is just try it and see. Try it and see. That's all I can tell you. And so that is the generic answer to many people's questions, I know, and I hope it will help you. All right, into Friday, we're going to do another Facebook question and answer this one. Hey, Craig, would a small 10-minute kettlebell circuit or bodyweight circuit be too much for an off-day activity? And now I could say try it and see, but in this case, I'm going to say it depends on what you do in the circuit. 
Now, here's a different perspective, and this is a very important perspective for a lot of the training decisions you make, especially if you're adding exercises, and it goes for me, too, about the arm exercises that I added. And my response, my question to your question is, what is it that the 10-minute circuit is going to do for you versus what could it do against you? If you go and do 10 minutes of kettlebell swings and you tweak something in your back or you have a back injury already or if your body's just not meant to do kettlebell swings the day after you do squats and other exercises, then that could set you back. You could hurt yourself. And so you really have to put the pros and cons down for every decision you make when it comes to adding more training to your program, to an already done program. Should you be adding more training? Well, I'll leave that final decision up to your good judgment. All right, next we're going to take a look at my Friday workout, which I actually did today because I'm going away for the weekend. But the program is very simple. It only takes me about 35 minutes to finish this one. Uh, but I do still do that 15-minute warm-up at the start. And then I get into I do four vertical jumps with a two-step takeoff uh, for each leg or for each side. Sorry, two for each side, so a total of four. And I do uh, box squats, so a low box squat. And then I pair those two together because when you do the squat warm-up sets, you get a little boost in your jump. It's pretty cool. So if you do like maybe 35% of your regular weight for a couple of squat sets as a warm-up and then you do jumps, and you'll find that you'll get a boost in the, that jump of a couple of inches compared to, well, maybe not a couple of inches, but definitely an increase compared to doing jumps without having done any sets of squats. So warm-up, then jumps, is not as effective as warm-up plus a couple of sets of squat warm-ups and then jumps. You'll find that you have greater nervous system activation. You'll be able to jump higher. And then after that superset of jumps and squats, I do glute ham raises paired with barbell lunges, and that's it. In and out of the gym in about 50 minutes, even with that really long warm-up. I mean, I didn't get to my first set of real squats until about 25 minutes into my uh, workout today. All right, that's it for the week. Now into Social Sports Saturday. So 30 minutes of fun activity. Make sure you get some friends and family supporting you. And I have a research review to do. And when I was doing this one, I kind of thought it was um, related to social support. Maybe it isn't, but uh, it is an intervention lifestyle. Uh, study And so what happened was American researchers from the University of Pittsburgh put 130 severely obese adult people into a uh, one-year lifestyle intervention. So they had one group that was randomized to diet and physical activity for a full one year. And then they took another group, and they gave them the same dietary intervention – but they didn't have them start exercising until six months after. So they only exercised for the final six months. And so 101 people, about 80%, completed the 12-month follow-up, which is pretty impressive for one year to keep that many people in it. And what they found was after six months, there was a slight increase in the amount of weight loss in the group that started exercise at the start you know, for full 12 months. So the first six months, so they measured after six months, and the one group was doing diet only at this point, whereas the other group was doing diet and exercise for the first six months. And unbelievably, they found that there was, you know, not that much difference between the two groups. So the diet was really, really important. 
And then what they, because what they found was there was 11 kilograms, sorry, 10.9 kilogram weight loss in the exercise plus diet group. And there was 8.2 kilograms of weight loss in the diet only group. So when you hear this, the phrase that a diet is 80% of fat loss, this study almost confirms that. Pretty impressive. Now what they found after 12 months was that there was no difference in weight loss between the groups. And the disappointing thing is, is that there was hardly any more weight loss from six months on to 12 months. So they really lost the most weight in the first six months, and really they lost most of the weight because of diet. So as much as I say exercise is important, and it truly is because you get significant, you will get better results and you get more health benefits as well, of course, and you'll sculpt your body much better than diet. It's important to know if the diet is the most important thing when it comes to weight loss and fat loss. And the researchers concluded that among obese individuals, just starting people with a diet before they get into physical activity can work almost as well. And you probably are going to avoid some of the overuse injuries when, you're real, when people are really obese. So if you have clients or if you yourself are really obese, work on getting your nutrition going, ease into exercise. I've been saying this for years. Ease into exercise and you're going to get results. So very important, just ease into exercise. Don't try and do five days per week. You don't need to. It's not necessary. Do that uh, pro and con question and answer. Really evaluate what you're doing, and you're going to find that you'll be able to lose belly fat mostly because of diet. Very important. So that really tied in well there. All right, so let's move into Sunday, plan, shop, and prepare day. We've got one more nutrition study, this or one more research study. It comes from the Journal of Nutrition, and it's called Fructose and Metabolic Diseases, New Findings, New Questions. So it was some Swiss researchers examining fructose and high fructose corn syrup intake on obesity and metabolic syndrome. And what they found was that consuming fructose in moderate amounts doesn't really have that many bad effects. So they're not really talking about uh, eating fruit because they talk about the main source of fructose in our diet being sweetened beverages. So you get a lot more fructose in a sweetened beverage than you could possibly get even in a couple servings of fruit. So when people are always talking about you know the fructose from fruit sugar, it's not an issue. And so they just kept on going through the research, and they, they what they really believe is that even if you replaced high fructose corn syrup with regular sugar, there wouldn't be any difference in the response of people. If people are overeating and consuming a high amount of sugar, either as high fructose corn syrup or regular sugar, you're going to have the same problems. But if you're not overeating and you consume a little bit of sugar or a little bit of high fructose corn syrup, you're not going to have any worse issues from either one. So basically, decrease your consumption of sweetened beverages don't overdo your calorie intake. Maintain proper body weight by exercising. And the bottom line is high fructose corn syrup is not good for you, but it's not as bad as most people make it out to be. So if you have one soda every day and you maintain 10% body fat, it's questionable whether that's going to have negative effects on you in the long term. So that's a possible issue of controversy there. Consider that. Something to think about. I definitely don't recommend that you go and have a soda every day, but you know I've talked about this with John Berardi and Brad Pilon, and 
you know, if you're having it on a very limited basis and keeping your body fat low and making healthy choices all the time, you don't have to be too scared of one treat once in a while. Anyways, that's the bottom line on the high fructose corn syrup and bottom line on a whole bunch of things that we talked about this week. Just make sure that you're using your best judgment on everything you do, from diet to exercise to adding exercise to choosing your workouts. So that's it for this week, everyone. Thank you for being on the 7-Day Fat Loss Call. Next week, I'm going to come back to you with Men's Health Fitness Challenges from the November 2010 issue. We're going to hit up a research review that compares weight loss center versus telephone weight loss and a nutrition summary of caffeine research. So that's it for this week, everyone. I'll also bring you stories back from my random adventure into the desert with guns and fast cars in Arizona. Have a great week. This is Turbulence Training. This is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com and TTFatLoss.com wishing you another seven days of fat burning. Bye-bye, everyone.